1: Hey, folks, this is Joe Rusiello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always, always, always my prayer that you find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast and our Thursday night Bible study. Well, folks, tonight, tonight, believe it or not, believe it or not, folks, we have finished our study of 2 Timothy chapter 2. And now we're moving into uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Now, 2 Timothy is considered by many to be Paul's swan song, as it were, his final letter. And uh, it's a wonderful book. It's full of tremendous information. Uh, Spiritual warfare is in this book. Uh, Enduring hardness as a good soldier is in this book. Uh, uh, Grace is throughout the entire book. And here in chapter 3, Paul is describing the last days. And so, folks, it's critical for us to understand a little bit more about what's going on in the days in which we live. But before we get into today's study, I'm going to ask you to do two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, com, and when you get over there, head over to our contact section, open up that web form, and why don't you send us a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have, and more importantly, don't forget to send us your prayer requests. We look forward to getting those prayer requests, folks. We look forward to praying over them uh, privately and then bringing it before the SOTS podcast family uh, to pray together corporately. So uh, don't forget to send those over. But folks, if you don't like to use the web form, hey, that's fine. That's why we set up the email address. So you can email me directly at info at com. That's info at com. Now, folks. Also, while you're on the website, would you also please look for the "Support This Podcast" button? And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine per month. You could also uh, set up a one time contribution, uh, and you would do that by clicking on the Waygiver button, which is also on our website. And now we have recently added a Cash App option on our website, so you could also send us a, do- a donation or a contribution uh, through Cash App, which is the uh, the dollar sign or stroke, the SOTS podcast. So why don't you pray about it, and if the Lord leads you to do it, and if these podcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, the live shows have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, uh, why don't you uh, just pray about it? And uh, just consider that your contribution will go a very long way. And I would be very, very, very thankful for it. Now, folks, uh, I just always at this point, I just want to first and foremost thank the Lord Jesus Christ for, for a number of things. I mean, I could, I mean, honestly, I could sit here and thank the Lord for, for you know, count your blessings, name them one by one. I'd be here for eternity doing that. Um, but first and foremost, I want to thank him for saving me. For, uh, for the gift of salvation that he, that he brought for me and for the world and for you on the cross of Calvary. So I want to thank the Lord for that. And I also want to thank the Lord for just allowing me to do this uh, every week, to sit down behind a microphone, to open up the Word of God, and for, uh, for all of us to kind of pool our ignorance together and try to uh, determine what it is that the Lord has for us to understand out of His precious book. So I want to thank the Lord for that as well. I also want to thank all of our current supporters, You know those of you who support us prayerfully. God bless you for that. Uh, your prayers are so important to me, and I am so thankful for getting them uh, for as frequently as I do. Uh, thank you for praying for me, for the ministry, for my family, uh, and please, please continue to do so. We are constantly, constantly, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, we are constantly in the middle of spiritual warfare. And we are under spiritual attack constantly. And your prayers have been such a a, a bulwark against that. Thank you so very, very much for it. Please continue to pray for us. Also, want to say thank you to uh, all of you who already support us financially. God bless you for that too. I mean, uh, your contributions have gone a long way with us. I mean, you, your contributions help keep the lights on for us. Helps keeps us uh, active on the platforms that we're on that we have to pay for to be on uh, the studio that we use right here. Uh, this this is a monthly payment and. Uh, you know, I'm I'm very thankful that that you guys have been contributing, and your contributions have been helping toward that. And thank you so very much for it. Now we are, um, you know, we we could always use more support because we are trying to do so much more. We're trying to expand our outreach as much as we possibly can. So if you're still on the fence and you're still considering whether or not to support us, uh, please pray about it because we really could use your support. I also want to say thank you to all of our listeners, every single one of our listeners, who faithfully listen in to everything that we put out. Thank you so very, very much for it. Uh, I mean, it's just because of your listening, uh, your downloads, your plays, you have us uh, peaked at the number one spot on four charts on Good Pods. You, uh, you have us boosted up in our algorithms, uh, you know, in the search engines. Thank you so very, very much for that. Because the more people get exposed to the gospel, the more of an opportunity that we'll get to see people get saved. And that, my friends, is the goal of what we're doing here. So thank you so very, very much for all that you do. Please continue to listen in. Please continue to pray for us. And please consider to support us financially. And we'd be very thankful for it. Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you are looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you pay us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m., our worship service begins at 11 a.m., our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m., and our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is visit the Church's Facebook page, just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and once you get over there, you're going to find a lot of really helpful information, and you'll also find episodes of this podcast. But folks, wherever it is that you're listening, on whatever platform it is that you're on, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way, you'll help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is critical today. Absolutely critical. So, help us get the gospel out. Uh, help us do that by sharing. Friends, family, and followers, give us that five star review if you can on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, Spotify, Good Pods, any platform where you can do that, please. If you feel like we deserve it, please do it. And, uh, It'll be a real blessing, and uh, you'll reap the rewards of it, guaranteed. All right, uh, just a couple of quick announcements, uh, then we'll get into our uh, prayer requests and and get into our um, Bible study for tonight. All right, let's see. Uh, just want to remind you that our uh, Sermon Sunday uh, broadcast is at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, if you want to listen in live. Uh, if you want to wait for the podcast, that's fine. It comes up just a little bit after that. Once we get through all the post production work, uh, it takes a little bit of time, but we get it up quick. And uh, it's, it's a it's a blessing. I've been really uh, tell you, it's the between the studies for Second Timothy and the subject matter that the Lord's been giving us on for Sundays. Oh man, it's been a it's been a school for me, and I hope one for you as well. So don't forget, check us out. Sermon Sunday broadcast, 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, live here on Spreaker, and then uploaded as a podcast shortly thereafter. Don't forget, folks, head over to our website, sign up for the programming announcements. Uh, You can get that uh, by filling out that little subscription box. It's on our bottom of our homepage on the website. And all it is is just a mailing list that we've been putting together so that... uh, If there's any changes to the programming, any guests, or uh, if we have to cancel a show for whatever reason, uh, we'll send out that email blast uh, in advance so uh, you guys are in the know. And it's very important to be in the know on this. Now, uh, it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, We're not going to sell your information. Everything is going to stay right here with me. And um, we're only going to send you the information that that, uh, have to do with the programming. Uh, We're not going to spam you with a bunch of other stuff either. All right. Let's see. Uh, sword Swag. Don't forget. Head over to our website com, and when you get over there, look for the Sword Swag tab on our homepage. When you find it you, and you click on that thing, man, you are going to be happy. You're going to find these beautiful Sword of the Spirit Podcast coffee cups that I'm drinking my coffee from right now and it's tradition. Have to do it. Mm. Mmm. Oh, that's hot. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mug uh, will run you a $25 donation. And uh, you could also get one of these really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast T-shirts. Uh, that will set you for a $35 donation. And uh, you could either uh, you could email us and give us your, your mailing information, and then we'll send you a link to where you can make your contribution. Or you could uh, use the Cash App uh, uh, QR code that's on the website and then just email us your information and we'll get that out to you uh, as quickly as possible. All right, and let's see, what else do we have here? All right, so we've already had our Missionary Sunday for this month. just want to remind you that the second Sunday of every month is Missionary Sunday where we will be highlighting a particular active missionary, whether here or abroad, and uh, we'll give a little background on what they do, read their latest uh, prayer letter, and uh, if we're able to do so, we're going to be sending out a portion of our monthly support to that particular uh, missionary. And just think about that blessing, really. I mean, you're contributing to us, and we're taking that, and we're sending it out to a missionary, who's active in the field, and uh, he's using that to uh, to reach the lost. And when you, when you get to heaven, and you're standing, in, you're standing there in glory, uh, looking over the acres and acres of land that the Lord has rewarded you with, and someone comes over and says, thank you, uh, you might be wondering why, but it just might be that person that your contribution helped that missionary lead to Christ. So it's a great blessing, folks. So if you uh, want to get a part of that, Jump on board, get off that fence, and contribute to the show. It's a it'll be a real blessing for you. All right. Now uh let's see. The Contra Radio Network. Contra Radio Network is a uh, podcast and a vidcast for uh folks that are interested in prepping, that are preppers, and uh that are uh, uh, that are uh patriots. Boy, I ruined that read, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I lost my place in my notes, sorry. But um, that's fine uh, because the Contra Radio Network is a, it's a wonderful platform. I'm very thankful that we could be a part of that by uploading our shows to it. And uh, uh, we're very thankful for it. I do listen to it regularly at least twice a day. I try to get on there. Some great political podcasts, some really great information from for, about prepping. And uh, some things that I have taken to heart and I've uh, started to work on for myself. So if you're really interested in that, uh, if if you're interested in the good politics that they discuss, if you're interested in prepping, check out the Contra Radio Network at www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. All right, well, we are moving along here. This is fantastic. We're trying to avoid the two-hour shows. So um, what we're going to do here now is we're going to take our first break, and when we come back from the first break, we're going to get into our prayer requests and then into the study for today. So don't forget, like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Give us that five-star review if you feel like we deserve it. And when we get back, we'll get into our prayer list.
2: You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening! As the sun rose that morning on the day of Job's trial He rose up to serve God as any other day Bound and determined to live in God's favor And nothing would stand in His way
0: Then the messengers came one by one with their stories In just a few moments Job lost all he
2: had Great wealth and riches and the
0: health of his body And even his children were dead the Lord giveth He taketh away Blessed be the name of the Lord I served him before and I'll serve him today Blessed be the name of the Lord Job's wife came before him to voice her opinions She said you should end it, just curse God and die Joe rose from the ashes and looked toward the heavens. He brushed back the tears in his eyes. He said, The Lord giveth, he taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I served him before and I'll serve him today. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Troubles come silently. Blessed be the name. When storm winds blow violently. Wind. Blessed be the name. When Satan comes oppressing me. Blessed be the name.
2: I'll still serve God faithfully.
0: Blessed be the name. The Lord giveth thee, taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I served him before and I'll serve him today. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord.
1: Amen. And welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit Podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and uh we have uh, coasted through the, through the first half of the opening of the show, and now we're going to be getting into our prayer requests. Uh, folks, the prayer requests that we do on Thursdays, we don't go through the list extensively or exhaustively, I should say. Uh, we just highlight uh, any updates or any changes to the, to the prayer list, uh, so we kind of keep it a gent- little general. This way we can get through it a little faster. Uh, not to rush prayer. But I mean, prayer is so important. Prayer is probably the most important thing that we can do for one another. The Bible tells us that we're to bear one another's burdens, uh, that we're to pray for one another constantly. We're to, we're to pray without ceasing. The Bible talks so much about prayer. And, uh, and and that's why we take this time to do the prayer requests. But uh, trying to keep it under two hours, <laughs> we, uh, we, we kind of uh, abbreviate it just a little bit uh, on Thursday nights. So, uh, first and foremost, we always pray for the folks that are in need of salvation. Now, uh, we're praying uh, for my mom, Diane, my sister, Laura. We're praying for David, and we're praying for Fairman. Uh, so, uh, we're also praying f- for uh, the folks that uh, Robert uh, Robert C. has been witnessing to, uh, on the border uh, while he's serving. And we've mentioned Robert before. He's a National Guardsman. He comes, visits our church when, he, when he's off duty. And uh, uh, he's a good friend. And uh, we're thankful for his witness and we're thankful for his testimony. And uh, so he has asked uh, repeatedly for us to pray as uh, he's witnessing to those that he is, uh, he's working with. So uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer for those that are in need of salvation. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you uh, tonight. Lord, we want to thank you for the gift of salvation that you've given us through your precious Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for that precious blood that was spilled on the cruel cross of Calvary. Father, we thank you uh, that, uh, that, that, that you have sacrificed such a tremendous part of yourself for us because the Bible tells us, Lord, that the blood that was spilled to Calvary wasn't just any normal human blood. It was your blood. It was God's blood, perfect, sinless, and holy. And, Father, we thank you for that. So, Father, tonight we lift up my mom, Diane, my sister, Laura, David, and Fairman for salvation. Father, we pray that you would just draw them to yourselves, Lord, that you would make it uh, to where they... Uh, uh, see the need that they have in their life for their salvation. Lord, that they know that there is nothing in of themselves that can get them into heaven, that Jesus Christ is the only way. And so, Father God, I pray that you would just impress that upon their hearts and draw them to yourself, and we will thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Our Heavenly Father, we also want to pray for uh, uh, those that are serving uh, with Brother Robert on the border, Lord, we pray that uh, that his witness would be effective. Lord, we pray that his witness would be one that uh, opens their eyes to their need of salvation. And I pray, Lord, that you would give him the words to speak as he um, as he witnesses on your behalf. And Father God, we just thank you so much for it. Also in Jesus' name, Amen. Now, going down this prayer list, we're gonna uh, go into our sick list. Uh, we have, uh, as always, we pray for Pastor Martin. Uh, Mary Perez is on our list as well with uh, battling cancer. Uh, My mom with COPD uh, and a number of other health issues. Uh, Laura for a slipped disc in her back and uh, those MRI results, which we're still waiting for. Uh, We're still praying for uh, Bernice uh, with cancer. Uh, We're praying for uh, Alan. Alan, here's an update for Alan, though. Alan had his surgery on January 17th, and he is comfortably resting and recovering from that surgery, and it seems that uh, it was a successful procedure. So we want to praise the Lord for that. We're also praying for Janae for uh, her heart condition. Uh, Furman also uh, we're praying for in the hospital with cancer. Sharon Baldino uh, Mm -hmm. praying for her for cancer. Bernard Maurer, uh, we're praying for him uh, with uh, with some back pain uh, after a surgery that he had on his back, where they implanted some uh, some uh, some devices to try to control his his, uh, his back problem. Uh, he's having issues with those uh, implants right now, uh, and we're also praying for Vidal, who is a, a six year old little boy who uh, today uh, ended up in the emergency room with uh, chest pain elevated blood pressure, and, uh, and a couple of other things as well. So we want to pray for uh, this young man as well. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for uh, for being the great physician. Mm-hmm. Father God, we pray that you would just touch each and every one on our sick list today. Lord, we think of Pastor Martin. Lord, we think of his heart condition, uh, his blood pressure issues, uh, all the health concerns that he has, in- including his poor vision. And Lord, we want to uh, just lift him up to you tonight, and we ask you to bless him and give him comfort as uh, as as he deals with his his illness. Father, we also want to pray for uh, for Vidal, uh, this six-year-old young man. Lord, we pray that you uh, would just touch him. Lord, you would uh, just bring uh, peace and comfort to his family as they uh, as they tend to him. And Lord, we just uh, ask you to give him strength and give the family strength. And Lord, just uh, just. Be a blessing to them tonight, and we'll thank you for that. Father God, we also want to pray for uh, Bernice and, uh, and and for her cancer and her treatments. Lord, we're praying for Alan for his uh, recovery from surgery and for Ferman while he's uh, in the hospital uh, battling cancer as well. And also, Lord, for all of those that are on our sick list, we just lift them all up to you, Lord. We ask you to bless each and every one, touch each and every one. Lord, bring grace, bring mercy, Lord, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, and heading on down our uh, prayer list here, we're going to just take a second here. I need to get some some water. Excuse me. Okay, so we're uh, praying for Jude. Jude is my brother-in-law. We're praying for his business up in New York City. as a contractor. Hey, folks, if you're in the New York City area, you're listening to this, and you need a good uh, building contractor, well, that's Jude. You can always email me, and I'll put you guys in contact with each other. Uh, we're praying also, of course, for Robert uh, as he is serving on the border. He's our National Guardsman friend and uh, and brother in Christ, and so we're praying for him. We're also praying for all of the uh, Border Patrol agents, National Guard and law enforcement that are working down on the border here to try to keep us safe. Also praying for the local, state, and federal elected officials. Uh, we're praying for Angel and her pregnancy, Uh her husband Alex as well and for his job we're praying for Isabella with her walk with the Lord Jessica for her walk with the Lord uh, we're praying for Alex Herrera to help him with a job and his financial situation and caring for his dad in the hospital uh, we're praying for uh, still praying for Julissa uh, for a family issue uh, Jerry and Rebecca in the Border Patrol training program over in New Mexico And uh, we're also going to be including our unspoken prayer requests in this as well. We're praying for uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Mike Elizalde, and also for myself. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, uh, again, for answered prayer. Lord, we just lift up all of these on our general prayer list, Lord, with with Jude, uh, Robert on the border, uh, all the local, state, and federal officials uh, that have been put into office to represent us. Lord, we pray for those Border Patrol agents, National Guard and uh, law enforcement, Angel, Lord, for her pregnancy, her husband Alex with his job, and Isabella and Jessica for their walk with the Lord, and Lord, we lift up Alex Herrera and Julissa, uh, we lift up Jerry and Rebecca in their training, and of course, Lord, we want to lift up those with the unspoken prayer requests, Lord, those matters that are either so, so deeply personal that they can't uh, speak the details of it. But, Lord, we know that you know them. Or, Lord, they just don't have the right words to to describe uh, the the struggle that they're going through. So tonight, Lord, we lift up Eduardo Rodriguez, Mike Elizalde, and, of course, Lord, you know the uh, prayer issues uh, for myself as well. So, Father God, we just commit all of these on our prayer list, whether it's for the unspoken prayer requests, the general prayer requests, sick, and, of course, those in need of salvation. Father God, we just commit them all to you. And Lord, we ask that you would answer those prayers according to your perfect will for, for us and uh, for our lives and for your honor and for your glory. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, folks, now, if you have any uh, prayer requests whatsoever, why don't you email them to us? You can uh, visit our website, com. And you could uh, fill out the web form and send it to us there. Or you can email us directly, info at com. That's info at com. All right, so we don't have any listener questions available for today, no birthdays that I know of, anything in the chat group. Oh, that reminds me, folks, if you are logged into Spreaker, I am so sorry. If you are logged into Spreaker and uh, you have an account with Spreaker, Uh, You can get into our chat group. Please feel free to do so. Drop on in. Say hello. Let us know you're out there. Let us know you're listening. And you can also ask any questions that you might have. If you have any prayer requests, you can throw them into the chat group as well. And uh, we will definitely see that and respond to it. All right, folks. So what we're going to do here now is we're going to take our second break of the afternoon, of the evening, and uh, that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible, to grab yourself a cup of coffee or maybe a refill like I need, or maybe a bottle of water. And when we come back, we will be getting into our study of the night in 2 Timothy chapter number 3. We'll be right back. Don't forget, like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Five-star reviews if you can. God bless you for it. Thank you, and we'll be right back.
0: Christians all around the world have known whom they believe. They serve God and surrendered all to serve Him faithfully. But there are those who water down the truths that they once preached about. How can we stand idly by? We must keep the standard high. Stand strong. Stand firm Represent the cross to all the world Don't bend, don't break Stand for what is true and choose to stay God will never let you stand alone So stand strong.
2: God is looking for someone to stand for truth and right. One who'll go unto the lost and tell them of
0: his light. Few have answered to his call, and fewer still have stayed. Christians, it is time to rise. The name of God proclaims. Stand strong. Stand firm. Represent the cross to all the world. Don't bend. stand alone. So stand strong. Stand when those around you change what they believe. Stand though they may falter, your children of the King. Stand for Christ who calls you to trust and and obey. We must lift the to all the world. Don't bend, don't break. Stand for what is true and choose to stay. God will never let you stand alone.
1: and welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Folks, I have to apologize for something. I missed two birthdays. Can you believe that? I missed two birthdays. I don't know how I missed it. I I apologize, folks. I do apologize. So uh, what we'll we'll do here is we're going to backtrack just a little bit and uh, we're going to say happy birthday, first of all, to uh, one of our listeners, David Happy birthday, David, and also to uh, Patricia. Happy birthday. And this is for you. Very, very happy birthday, and God bless you from the Sword of the Spirit podcast and the Sword of the Spirit podcast family. Happy birthday. God bless you. And again, my apologies. I had the note here, and I just didn't see it. I am so sorry. But happy birthday! God bless you from all of us here at the Sword of the Spirit Podcast family. All right, folks. Well, we are going to get into our Bible study here in just a quick second, uh, folks. If uh, you have your Bibles, would you please grab it and head on over to the Book of Second Timothy, Chapter Three. 2 Timothy and Chapter number three wow I can't believe that we have finally gotten out of second Timothy chapter 2 we spent about six weeks or at least six lessons out of second Timothy chapter 2 and uh, I'm gonna tell you if you haven't listened to any of those studies you need to God is Used those studies not just for for some of our listeners who have pointed out uh, through emails of of how much they benefited from the studies, but for myself as well. For myself as well, because I've told you before, there are plenty of times where you know I may be pointing a f- one finger at you, but I got three pointing back at me. So uh, it was a real uh, blessing for me to prepare these lessons and to and to teach them and. And, uh, and, and I'm so thankful to the Lord that, uh, that, that he showed me a few things, and I'm hoping that he showed you as well. But here in Second Timothy chapter 3, I mean, these are God's words, right? And these are God's words, and these words are describing the last days, especially here in this chapter. So it's critical, it's absolutely critical for us to understand a little bit more about what's going on in these days, in these last days in which we live. Let's pray. Our Father, would you bless the examination of your holy book tonight? Father, would you make it profitable for us? And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Now there's really two applications to the phrase last days. Any time after the crucifixion of Jesus Christ can be interpreted as the last days. But the Apostle Paul generally, you know, pinpoints this thing more towards the end of the church age. And, and without a doubt, that's what he's talking about right here. And I think that, and I can, I, I think without any real reluctance, I think I can say that you and I are living in the last days. Well, how, do you, how do you say that, Joe? Well, there's just way too many indicators to suggest that we are in the last days, to have any doubt about it. So Paul says here that perilous times shall accompany the last days. And then he goes on to describe these perilous times. In verse 2, he says, For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Well, honestly, he could have quit right there, couldn't he? But you see, instead, he goes on and he illuminates us with uh, quite a bit of material, actually, quite a bit of detail which is good, and I'm, I'm glad he did, but men shall be lovers of their own selves. Folks, we live in a day and age, well, we call it the selfie generation, the selfie generation. We live in a generation where people just generally think it's all about them. And that's characterized, you know, if you look at social media, that's just characterized characterized by social media. You know, everybody's taking pictures of themselves and so on and so forth. You know, men shall be lovers of their own selves. And then he begins to explain what exactly that means. You know, um, now it's going to be a little, I don't know, maybe tedious tonight. Maybe not. But I think it's appropriate that we do at least one cross reference for each of the 17 things that he lists here in this chapter. And do you know why? Let everything be established in the mouths of two or three witnesses. The best way to interpret scripture is with scripture. Amen. Scripture with scripture. So anytime someone gets up and they start babbling with their own, you know, private interpretations, I mean, you have to watch that stuff. You have you have to be careful with that. Scripture with scripture, folks. Scripture with scripture. So the first thing he says is covetous, covetous. Well, I guess we can say, and I've tried to formulate some easy ways you can remember this stuff, okay? But I guess you can say, as far as covetous goes, I'll get it for myself. I'll get it for myself. Covetous. That's what covetousness is. Look with me over in First Timothy chapter 6. All you have to do is just back up a few pages. First Timothy and chapter number six. First Timothy chapter six, and here's a good cross reference for you. First Timothy chapter six and verse 10. "For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after. see? There it is. There it is, which while some have coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows." Now, God's never said that money is the root of all evil. What does he say? He says the love of money is the root of all evil. And their covetousness has pierced them, like literally penetrated them like a sharp arrow or a sword. You know, um, people, um, you know, know, we have another way of saying that, you know, and you've probably heard me say it too from time to time, Uh, you know, People shoot themselves in the foot. Sometimes they're covetous. You know, uh, gaining more and more and more stuff tends to come back and bite them, you know, in the posterior back end, okay? I mean, have you ever noticed that the more stuff that you have, the more stuff you have to take care of or worry about or maintain? Covetous. Covetous, but that's not all. Boasters. Boasters. All right. The way I'll summarize that is I'll brag about myself. I'll brag about myself. That never happens, does it? I'll brag about myself. You know, I've noticed um you know many years ago, I'm not a person that watched a lot of late night talk shows. That that stuff just doesn't really appeal to me at all. But several years ago, every now and then it would be announced that like um like Leno or someone would have some unusual personality on, you know, so, or Letterman, you know, so if I had an interest, you know, in that particular subject, I'd watch. And I'll never forget one lady that I saw, uh, um, you know, like, like Leno Letterman, they all had their share of celebrities too, but you know, these late night talk shows, I mean, that, that's all they have now is celebrities so that they can, you know, just come on and brag about themselves. And that's essentially what, what it is. It's a fulfillment of scripture. But um, I was watching this one late-night show, and, and, and they had this lady on who lived in Kansas. And she was like, uh, like 101 years old, but still sharp as a tack. She d- still drove, you know, had her driver's license, and, you know, still drove around her town. And, I mean, really, she was just an amazing person to watch. Far more interesting than any celebrity that could dig up. And I, th- and I thought that would be worthwhile. You know, it's it's just too bad that, you know, somebody doesn't do a show just, you know, scouring America, finding unusual people of unusual accomplishment that, you know, that the media has never magnified or knows anything about because the country's full of them. I mean, really, the country's full of them. But, you know, we have to talk to people that can that can, uh, you know, screech a song out but don't have the brains of a caterpillar. Right. That's where America's gone that's where america's gone go over to psalm 10 psalm 10 psalm 10 and let's look at verse 3 psalm 10 verse 3 for the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire and blesseth the covetous whom the lord abhorreth so wicked people wicked people are constantly boasting So in other words, I'll brag about myself. I'll brag about myself. And you know what? As long as we're back here, let's go to Proverbs chapter 27. Proverbs chapter 27. You're in Psalms. Just go to your right. You're in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 27. Here's one of the great difficulties that we're facing, and, and that is this. Paul said, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Here's the problem, folks. The problem is, as society goes, so goes the church. Now, there may be a differential between the two, but as society goes, so goes the church. I heard an old preacher say once, um, he said, 50 years ago, the world was here, in one point, and the church was... I'll cross the spectrum on the other side. He said, you know, and they maintained that distance between the world and the church all these years. The problem is the church is now here and the world is over here. You know what? There's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. Now in Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 1, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. All right, so... Paul says they're covetous, they're boasters, and they're proud. They're proud. So, in other words, I'm stuck on myself. I'm stuck on myself. Now, I realize that that's kind of an old way of saying it. You know, I went out for lunch with a coworker a few days ago, and we went to Chili's. Okay, the waitress came over, and I asked her how she was doing, and she said "groovy, <laughs> groovy." I laughed. I really did. I laughed. I wasn't expecting that. I don't think anyone used that word in like, what, 50 years? <laughs> Groovy. But you see, all that goes to prove is that everything gets recycled. <laughs> everything gets recycled. So I'm stuck on myself. I'm stuck on myself. That's an old word. But in Proverbs 16, Proverbs 16 in verse 5, everyone that is, a, that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. So in other words, he may have other people that share his sentiments that will not escape punishment. Everyone that is proud in his heart is an abomination to the Lord. You know, the Lord doesn't appreciate pride. He doesn't. And you know why? Because the Bible says the devil is the king of pride. Pride comes from Satan. You know, I've heard people ask over the years, uh, you shouldn't be proud of anything. Well, no, you really shouldn't. You really shouldn't. God never says anything positive about pride in his word. Did you know that? Well, can I be proud over my children? Well, you know what? My answer to that is that you don't have to be proud of them. When you really think about it, when you say you're proud of your kids, that tends to be reflection back on you. That's you taking some credit. Well, here's what you can say. You can say, I'm thankful for them. You know what that does? That puts all the credit back on God. I'm thankful. That gives God the credit. Where the credit really belongs, doesn't it? God never says anything positive about pride anywhere in his word. So we have to be careful about it. We have to be careful about it. And I will be the first one to raise my hand and say, I have said it. I have, I have expressed that over, over my kids, over my wife. I've expressed that in, in a number of different circumstances. I'm proud. But you sh- I shouldn't say that. I should instead be saying, I'm thankful. And again, it's because that gives God the credit where the credit really belongs. All right, blasphemers, blasphemers. You know what a blasphemer is? Well, that's somebody that essentially says, I'm above God. I'm above God. I don't need God. If, there's, if there is a God, I really don't need to have anything to do with him. That's what that's saying. Look with me over in Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18 and verse 6. And when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment and said unto them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. From henceforth I will go unto the Gentiles. Now this is the Apostle Paul speaking to his own people, Israel. They were blasphemers, because they resented and rejected the God and the gospel that Paul was preaching. They essentially said, I'm above God. They were blasphemers. Well, how about this one? Disobedient to parents. That's in the list. That is, I'm above my parents' authority. No, you're not. No, you're not. As children, I, I, look at Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, you know, we live in an age in which, you know, something, some things kind of get recycled in strange ways. You know, there was the hippie generation, right? And they wanted to throw their parents under the bus. Now you have the millennials, and they want to come back home and live with them, right? Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. But what's the promise? That it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. That's the promise. That's the promise right there. And that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, how about unthankful? Unthankful, that's in the list. Do you know what unthankful people are essentially saying? Well, they're essentially saying, I'm more important than anyone or anything else around me. Look with me over in Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, and look for verse 35. Luke chapter 6, verse 35. But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Now, think about that. Isn't that an amazing description of the grace of God. Isn't that amazing? God is even kind to the unthankful and evil people. Of course he is. They wouldn't even have breath of movement. Of course God is kind, even to the unthankful. But if you really want to track that thing down, in Romans chapter 1, unthankfulness, ungratefulness is the root of all sin. All sin can be directed right back there, unthankfulness, unthankfulness. So it is critical, and it's important for Christians to be thankful, even in the most difficult times and circumstances. Well, What about unholy? Unholy. Well, that means I don't have to be right. I don't have to be right. That's what unholy really is. I, I. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Now, I want you to notice these things start with, I don't have to, and so on. 1 Timothy chapter 1, okay? First Timothy, Timothy chapter 1. I don't have to be right. Well, America and unfortunately the rest of the world is filled with people who couldn't care less about doing right and being right, and that's unholiness. And 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers, murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, unholy, unholy. That's the kind of crowd you're talking about right there. Unholy people. I don't have to be right. Just do what they want to do without natural affections, without natural affections. I have my civil rights. Now, Bible students understand that um, the seven churches of Asia in Revelation chapter 2 and 3 are not just representative of actual literal churches, although they are, they were, but they're also representative of a breakdown of the church age. So, very few would disagree with the fact that the last church, the Church of Laodicea, is representative of the time in which you and I live, starting somewhere back around 1900 and going forward, the Church of Laodicea. God said to that church that they were a lukewarm church, and he would that they were hot or they were cold. But the word Laodicea, the word Laodicea means the rights of the people, or Civil rights. And that's the emphasis of Laodicea. So, you see, everybody wants their rights. You know, they got some guy out in Oregon where a judge ruled that that he, she could be genderless. Not male, not female. Well, I don't know what that is. But it has no gender. So, it's not male, it's not female. So, this genderless person has its rights. I mean, this thing's just gone crazy. You know, I don't want to be what I am, so in my mind, I'm changing my gender. So I want to use the opposite restrooms that I was biologically born to use. So those folks have their rights. They're transgender. I mean, the thing has gone just absolutely crazy. One of the greatest satisfactions I've received lately, I mean, honestly, one of the greatest satisfactions I've received lately is watching all of these Woke companies' stock just drop, like Disney, right? I like that. I like it. And I'm sorry if that's vindictive and mean, but I like it. You know, I don't shop at places like, like Kohl's or Target, but I'll go to a Kohl's or a Target. I won't go into the store. You know, I park around behind the store, and that's where I let my dogs do their business, you know, right on Target. You know, they become accustomed to the place. So they don't have to spend 30 minutes sniffing. They take care of their business. So, yeah, yeah I recommend it. I'm not breaking the law. My dogs had to go. You know, they have their rights. <laughs> now, Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1 and verse 22. Romans chapter 1, folks, is a profound chapter. An absolutely profound chapter discussing some of the, the uh Characteristics and some of the attitudes of the last days. Look at verse 22, Romans chapter 1, verse 22. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meet, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Well, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? You know, God explains, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, the gay movement, you know, whatever, in discrete terms. The Bible can be very forthright, be very plain, but it's also a discreet book. And here you have God exercising a certain amount of discretion, and he says, here's the problem, without natural affection, without natural affection. You know, we live in an age in which natural affection is, to a great degree, you know, just gone right out the window. It's gone. How about truce breakers? Truce breakers. Well, I, I saw this somewhere. I don't remember where or who said it, so I'm, I'm not taking any credit for it. But uh, it, it was, elect me on my platform, and I will vote as I please regardless. That's a truce breaker, isn't it? And we see a lot of that, don't we? We see an awful lot of that. Proverbs 19, let's go there. Proverbs 19, truce breakers. You know an awful lot of politicians really don't care about the desire of the electorate they really don't, but you know it's not it's not it's it's not just politicians though it crosses all boundaries proverbs nineteen verse twenty two proverbs nineteen verse twenty two the desire of a man is his kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar so it's better to be poor than a liar amen amen what about false accusers? Now, a false accuser is one that really believes the ends dictates the means regardless of the truth. That's what it means. Now, all you have to do is uh, really just turn on the nightly news. You watch some of the pundits and the politicians and some of the other folks that get on there regularly. And you can pretty, pretty well size all that up. Go over to Matthew 26, please. Matthew chapter 26. In Matthew 26, here's an example of false accusers. Now, folks, no one was more unjustly accused than Jesus no one, no one. Matthew 26 and verse 59. Now the chief priests and elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Yea, though many false witnesses came, yet found they none. At last two, At last came two false witnesses and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And the high priest arose and he said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witnesses against thee? But Jesus held his peace. So, all right, so what they did was they took Jesus, they took what Jesus said, and they took it out of context, and they spun it to their advantage. Now, that's a trick that's been around for a very, very long time. False accusers. False accusers. Incontinent. Incontinent. Do you know what the real old English meaning of that word is? It means I don't have control of myself. It means I refuse to control myself. Look with me over in First Corinthians in chapter six. First Corinthians in chapter six. You know, every time you turn around, every time you turn around, there's a new psychological malady that's being perpetrated or perpetuated. You know, if, if you if you watch what's going on, you know it it, it moves from Add to this, to that, the other thing, and 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 you know, just these people just can't control themselves. They have this liability, this this is inability to function correctly. You know, I, I've often thought that, you know, if you if you put a gun to their head, they can control themselves, right? So don't tell me they can't. Don't tell me they can't control themselves. You know, and I've wondered, you know, and you know, we seek all these solutions, you know, to. These you know so called problems you know this you know the school is filled with all of these children that, that and that have these various difficulties that they can't control you know I had an old principal when I was in grade school named Hyman Marcus and uh, Mister Marcus c- could control any malady anything all he needed to do was look at you and man your blood ran cold cold. Now, of course, you can't do that anymore. So, you know, we have all these manufactured ailments that have come about, right? You can't can't even look at somebody in a stern way anymore without some kind of an allegation being made against you. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 9. Know ye not that the right that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now, folks, you have to watch the wording carefully. You do, because this is, this is something that trips a lot of people up. He doesn't say that they won't get into the kingdom of God. He says they won't inherit the kingdom of God. There's a fundamental difference between receiving and inheriting. And verse 11, And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Well, these people that Paul's writing to, the Corinthians, and and folks, this was about the basest, lowest bunch you can possibly imagine. Of all the groups that Paul wrote to, these were the wild ones, you know, These are the wild ones of all the New New Testament epistles. And he said, this is what you were, but now you're not anymore. But what happened? Did they take a pill? Something happened that transformed these people's lives. He said, such were some of you. Such were some of you. Fierce fierce well that goes all the way back for 6000 years you know you can go you know charles manson you go isis thousands more in fact all you have to do is 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 go to modern day chicago that's all you got to do take your pick it's not just america either it's all over the world fierce fierce people are fierce all right despisers of those that are good despisers of those that are good go over to matthew chapter 2 Matthew chapter 2 folks these are the characteristics of the last days and it really isn't pretty now you might be sitting there saying you know this is this is kind of depressing you know it's kind of a downer let me tell you what good this does in understanding the last days it helps you and i to do as paul told, told us to do and that is set our affections on things which are above, not on things of this earth. It helps us do that. I mean, it really does. Matthew chapter 2, in verse 13, And when they were departed, that is the wise men, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. So what did Herod want to do? He wanted to destroy Jesus Christ. All right, And that conforms to despisers of those that are good. Traitors. Traitors. I will advance myself at any cost. That's what a traitor is. I'll advance myself at any cost. Look with me over in Jeremiah chapter 20. Jeremiah chapter 20. You know, the prophet Jeremiah had a tough ministry. He had a tough time, really tough time. I mean, he did what the Lord told him to do. He didn't get any obvious success or results, but you know what he did? He plugged on. He plugged on. And here's what some of his adversaries said or did. Verse 10, Jeremiah 20. For I heard the defaming of many, fear on every side. Report, say they, and we will report it. All my familiars watched for my halting, saying, "Peradventure he will be enticed, and we shall prevail against him, and we shall take our revenge on him." That's the attitude of these people that professed my familiars. In other words, they, profess, they professed to be his friends, they professed to be his colleagues, but in reality, in reality, all they had was evil in their hearts. They were traitors. All right, heady, rash, hasty, ungovernable. That's what heady is. You know, you just can't quite get these people lined out. Uh, go with me to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, the apostle says in verse 17, Obey them which that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they must give account That they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Okay, high minded. High minded. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We're almost through the list. We're almost there. You know, when I was building this, I really debated whether to go through the whole thing or not. But I thought, you know what? These are God's words. And, you know, if God thinks it's important enough to record them, Maybe it's important enough for us to spend a little time evaluating them. Amen. All right. High minded. High minded. Do you know what high minded is? That's, um, well, that's one way of saying, you know, it's too much education. Okay. Too much education. That's why sometimes I say, you know, I've got education, but I got over it. You know, you encounter some of these people that have a whole list of credentials behind their name and they think that they're smart. Smarter than God, unfortunately, First Corinthians chapter one and verse 19, for it is written, "I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the, the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For after that in the, is the wisdom, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Now, interestingly, God calls preaching foolishness. You know, you know why he calls it foolishness? Because to the world, it seems foolishness. Now, when you stop and evaluate it, do you realize that Bible-believing Christianity is really the only religion in the world that really preaches? Muslims don't preach. I mean, not anything like the Bible definition of preaching. Buddhists don't preach. Shintoists don't preach. The cults, they don't preach. I mean, they just they just jabber on and on and on, but they really don't preach. Because preaching, by biblical definition, is bringing people to a point of decision based on biblical directives. So Bible Christianity preaches and is considered foolishness by the world because nobody else does it. Nobody else does it. Nobody else really engages in it. You see? And sometimes when you're preaching, to be honest, you feel foolish. (laughs) You say, Lord, is this doing any good? Lord, are we making a dent here at all? You know, it's that kind of thing, especially when you're preaching to the lost. All right, high-minded. We live in an age in which a phenomenal amount of emphasis is put on education. And the, the problem is, is, is the education is rotten to the core. So all we're really doing is just you know directing our young people to the city dump. That's basically what we're doing. All right, lovers of pleasure, lovers of pleasure. Well, you know we you know just look at the entertainment section of any newspaper. All right, lovers of pleasure. I think and. Well, you know what? Let's get back to our text. All right. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. All right, folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and we are a little overdue for our last break, so we're going to take it right here. Uh, This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and we are going through uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And, uh, man, we got a lot of ground to cover still, but we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, And when we get back from this break, we'll continue on. We'll pick up it in verse 5. But uh, in the meantime, folks... Like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Don't forget to hit that five-star review if you can. And uh, the chat group, if you're in the chat group, if you're logged into Spreaker, get into the chat group. Say hello. Let us know you're out there. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post them up there. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Don't go away.
2: I love to proclaim it, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed through His infinite mercy, His child and forever I am. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed, redeemed, His child and forever I am. Redeemed, and so happy in Jesus, no language my rapture can tell. I know that the light of his presence with me doth continually dwell. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, his child and forever. Silent is love
0: is the theme of my song. His love is love his love
2: his love is the theme love is love is love is love His love is love is love is love King, in whose law I delight, who lovingly guardeth my footsteps and giveth me songs in the night, redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed, redeemed, his child and for we know in the journey of life. Whether green rolling hills or the deserts bare and dry, in all things God works for our good. For those who And valleys where we walk sure and strong or the rugged terrain, unsafe and long. God has promised his help. Fear not, I will guide you. Take my hand, for my promises are true. And this we know in the journey of life, whether green rolling hills or the deserts bare and dry, in all things God works for. seasons of life, times of joy or despair, victory and defeat, I know the plans I have for you, says your God, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give
1: Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, we've been going through 2 Timothy chapter 3 tonight, and uh, we just finished uh, a list of 17 uh, indicators of the last days, uh, and what a profound, profound passage of Scripture this is. It really is. And uh, what a blessing it has been going through it, uh, but we 're going to pick it up in second Timothy chapter three and verse number five. But before we do that don't forget to head over to uh, the uh, sort of the dot com and when you get over there, look for that support this podcast button and if you uh, if you can do it, if you can do a uh, a monthly recurring contribution, please feel free to do so ninety nine cents four ninety nine or nine ninety nine a month is how it 's set up. Or if you want to do a one-time contribution, you can do that through WayGiver, or you could also do it through the Cash App QR code that's on our website now as well. Also, if you are listening and you are logged in with a Spreaker account, you can jump on into our chat group and say hello to the guys, and, and uh, you can post any questions or comments that you might have, maybe even a prayer request if you need, if you need to get one. Uh, that would be a tremendous blessing for us. And uh, we're going to get into our, our study. We're going to continue on. We are in verse number 5 of Second Timothy chapter 3. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such, turn away. So having a form of godliness, you know what that tells me? That tells me um, self. And that's what all 17 of those things are about. Self, pleasing self, amplifying self, lifting self up. You know, drawing attention to self. You know what else? You know what self does. Self loves religion. Having a form of godliness. You know, even the so-called atheists have now declared that atheism is an official religion. Did you know that? Self loves religion, having a form of godliness. It's not the real deal, but there it is. But denying the power thereof from such turn away. Well, denying what power? Well, first and foremost, the power to change lives. The power to change lives. You know, it's the real deal if it has a real dramatic effect on changing people from ungodliness to righteousness. Verse 6 For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. Now, I'm not sure exactly what the Apostle Paul had in mind with that. But what I think I think with prophetic anticipation, he was kind of looking down uh, through the help of the Holy Spirit, the telescope of time, and seeing you know all of those cultists going around knocking on doors and saying, "Can we come in and have a Bible study with you?" Now you know the Russians have been kicking the JWs out, Jehovah's Witnesses out, and I don't really give the Russians credit for a lot. You know, but once in a while, they come up with something halfway decent, right? Uh, verse 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Man, amen, amen, and amen. Ever learning, accumulating all of this information, but never being able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's the condition of the world today, right now. Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, well, who are these guys? Well, they were Pharaoh's magicians. That's who these guys were. In the court of Pharaoh, they withstood Moses. Do you remember the first three or four curses that Moses called down? They duplicated it, right? You know what that tells me? That tells me that the devil has some magical powers. He can produce signs and wonders. You've got to be careful about that. And he'll do that in the tribulation to great extremes. He'll be running around, you know, the Antichrist, producing signs and wonders. And the two witnesses, Moses and Elijah, will be producing their own, which will will trump his, and it'll be a real battle. It's going to be a real battle. Now, Janus and Jambres withstood Moses. So do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. So, you know, you don't have to throw your rod down and produce a snake to be a snake. I mean, right here we have a couple of snakes, and the modern-day snakes are the ones who resist the truth. All right, verse 9. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine and manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Lyconium, at Lystra, What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Now all Paul is doing here is simply rehearsing the names of some towns that Timothy would be familiar with, and some of the difficulties and some of the persecutions that he encountered in some of those towns. So do you know what Paul is saying here? He's basically saying, "My life is transparent. It's totally transparent. I have nothing to hide. I've endured what I've endured for the Lord's sake, you know, for the gospel's sake." You, you know my doctrine, my matter of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, etc., 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 see? So a real ministry, a real ministry is a transparent ministry. You know, I, I personally don't mind when people quiz me about what I believe. I'm glad to show them. I'm glad to take a Bible and show them why I believe what I believe. And it's all based on this book right here, this book. Then he says, verse 12, great verse, Great verse, by the way. You should have this underlined in your Bible, memorized. Verse 12, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now, we've already dealt with that subject, you know, the suffering thing. We, we've gone through those through these books. Uh, but Dr. Ruckman used to, used to say this, Do right, and you'll get kicked in the teeth. Another way of saying that would be, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. You know, it's that kind of thing. That, that's a pretty good element of truth there. There really is. When you do good, do charity as opposed to love because charity gives expecting nothing in return. That's charity. That's mm-hmm. charity. You do the right thing, you do the right thing for other people, don't expect anything in return. Don't do that. That's one of the things you've got to learn about while, when you're in the ministry. You've got to learn that. You doing the right thing you're trying to help people out. You, uh, you know, don't expect anything in return. If they amount to anything, if they develop into something, you know, praise the Lord for that. But it isn't always going to work out that way. All right, verse thirteen. But evil men and, seduce- and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Hmm. I'm just curious. One One second. One, two, three. Four. 14 words in that verse. 14 words. You know, those things, I get curious about those things. You know, I do. I'm sorry. You know, verse 13 is about evil men and seducers. Well, what are they going to do? They're going to wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. All right, but here's some great verses that we're going to conclude with some really great verses. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child that thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which, were, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished, unto all good works. Man, there is so much crammed in those four verses that honestly, I couldn't even begin to address it all tonight. I couldn't do it. The good thing about it though is, is that these, these four verses, I mean, if you, if you are a, a student of preaching, if you're interested in preaching, these four verses right here, this is sermon. This, this is definitely a preachable message right here from verse 14 to the end. Absolutely. So something to think about. Maybe we'll develop this into a, into a message. One of these, one of these, uh, coming Sundays, but you'll know, we'll see how that works out. Uh, but I think that's where we're going to end it for this evening. We've finished, uh, chapter three, uh, of second Timothy. Now next week we'll, uh, we'll be getting into chapter four and, uh, that's going to be really exciting. That's the, the last chapter of the last book of the apostle Paul. And, um, it's it's going to be a profound study, and then what comes after that is we're going to be getting into, we'll be launching into the book of Revelation, which we kind of touched on a couple of things tonight uh, that we'll be talking about when we get into the book of Revelation, but I'm really excited about that. I can't wait to get into it. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, so uh, one more chapter to go in the book of Second Timothy, and then we'll be launching into uh, the book of Revelation. So, folks, I just want to say thank you so very, very much for tuning in tonight to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Uh, folks, head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Look for that Support This Podcast button, and if the Lord leads you to do it, uh, why don't you make that monthly contribution? Also, folks, uh, head out to our contact section. Send us over a message. And uh, don't forget, win the lost at all costs. Lord willing, I'll see you Sunday. God bless you. Take care.